Mysterious Traveller, the ugliest woman alive. This is a mysterious traveller. I'm inviting you to join him on another journey into the realm of the strange and terrifying. Hope you enjoy this trip. That is, it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip of your nerves. Where are we going? We'll find out when we get there. I hope it's not making you nervous being alone with me here in the dark. Darkness stirs strange terrors in some minds of things that happen at night or sometimes most upsetting. Things such as people who vanish suddenly as in a tale, the ugliest woman alive. I once met a woman who confessed to being the ugliest woman alive. And yet I thought her beautiful. She told me a story so strange, so incredible. Most people would have thought her insane. Yet I believed her. It all began a year ago in a small house in a lonely section of the Hudson Valley. The house lay hidden in a grove of trees, and each widow window the blinds were drawn, as though to protect someone within from the world outside. One of the darkened rooms came the deep, bitter weeping of a woman. Look in the door. Glorious, stifling sobs, a voice in harsh, deep. What is it? Martha muffled. It's your cousin Richard. Miss, he's here to see you. Gloria, send him away. I don't want to see him. Door closed, Gloria screaming. I thought I told you. Richard's light fading. Forgive me for breaking in like this, Gloria. But I've come to see you as your doctor, not your cousin. Gloria bitterly. Are you sure you haven't also come to borrow some money to shower on that beautiful, stupid wife of yours? Richard, you have to, haven't any right to talk to, about my wife like that. Gloria, I speak as I please. Don't like it? Get out. Richard sighs, your servant, Martha. Tell me you are constant pain. You'd better let me examine you. Gloria, I don't want to be examined. There's nothing you or anyone else can do for me. Richard, Gloria, you can't go on this way, way year after year, shutting yourself off from the world. Everyone, they're never leaving this dark room. As your doctor, I can't be responsible for the consequences. Richard, Gloria, you can't go on this way year after year, shutting yourself off from the world. Everyone, and ever leaving this darkened room. As your doctor, I can't be responsible for consequences. Gloria, bitterly, as my doctor, screaming, you are a pack of fools. Ever since childhood, it's been one operation after another. Now look at me, even more ugly and deformed than it was after the accident. Richard, now, Gloria, I can understand how you feel, but, Gloria, hysterically, you can understand how I feel? Do you not know what it is to be so ugly and deformed you can't bear to look at yourself in the mirror? Have people shudder when they see you? Richard, if you just didn't think about it so much, you might. Gloria, how can I escape thinking about it when every moment I racked with pain, when I got to look forward to 20 or 30 years of pain and darkness? Boy, breaking hit hard. I'll give all those years. All of them, just to be beautiful, well for six months. Richard, you haven't, mustn't lose hope, Gloria. And perhaps another variation in the future, in the future, Will. Gloria, you're lying. You know no operation can help me. I'm doomed to be ugly and deformed as long as I live. There's no use pretending. She moans. Richard, where? Here. Let me look at you. 
You know your heart can't stand excitement. Lure grasping, pulls herself together. Yeah, I'm all right. Leave me alone. Richard, you're not all right. Look here, Gloria. In your condition, you need a doctor to live here and look after you. Now, a few days ago, I met an old teacher of mine, Professor Henley. I'm sure I could prevail upon him to accept a position here. Gloria, you're just like the rest of them. Professor's promises, nothing else. Richard, I'm sure you like him. He once considered the most brilliant neurologist in the country. Gloria, oh, what do you mean? Was once considered. Richard, well, at the height of his career, something no one seems to know about. Changed his mobile night. He took to dry inking, and as a result, lost his position at the university. He practiced everything. Lawyer never was, he's like me, an outcast. Richard, yes, I suppose you might say that. In other words, he's like like me, an outcast. Richard, yes, I suppose you might say that. Well, then, what better place could there be for a professor than his house? It was built for outcasts. If he, an eerie fiend. So early one evening, a week later, Professor Henley arrived. Martha, the servant, led the professor to her mistress' room. Professor looked about the darker room, trying to find a figure he knew prayer. Gloria, forgive me for my receiving you in darkness, Professor. Prefer it this way. Professor slightly tight. My dear Miss King, we have to see each other sooner or later, and this is as good a time as any. Now where's the light switch? Gloria angrily, I don't want to turn it you to turn it on. Professor, ha here it is. Light switch. Gloria fierce. Professor, you have to learn that my wishes come first, not yours, Paul's. Why do you keep staring at me like that? Professor, merely professional interest. Gloria, well, why, why why, don't you say it? I'm hideous, the ugliest woman you've ever seen. Well, Professor, do you have glasses? I just like drinking out of the bottle. Ah, here's one. Good Professor, do you have a glass? I just like drinking out of the bottle. Ah, here's one. Gloria, what's the matter, Professor? Am I ugly such a shot that you need a drink? I suppose you're going to tell me what the rest of them have. A vibration might make a weird woman of me. Drink bean pod. Mm, Professor, no, Miss King. I, for one, will not delude you. Drinks, I'm afraid no vibration could help you. Gloria, first with tears. Listen to Get out, you hear. Do you hear? Get out, you drunken fool. Professor, forgive me if I can't stand to hear the truth. I have definitely. definitely Difficulty myself in facing it, so I escaped through drinking. Drink being paused. But lawyer, I am gonna see that I seek to what I seek to escape. But what do you seek to escape, Professor? Professor memories, Miss King. Lawyer, you're a coward, Professor. A person can overcome memories. But what but what can one do with a face and body such as mine? Professor, believe me, my memories are terrifying as your appearance. Drink, strange enough, they they have brought about as a result of trying to help people like you. Drink being poured. Gloria, curious, are you trying to help people? Why were you trying to help people like me? 
now. Professor, does it matter? You might say they had a dream, a dream of the future, that any scientist might have. As you can see, I failed. Sorry, I should, have, should very much like to hear about it, Professor. This is what it is if you don't mind telling me about it. Professor, do I? But I do mind, Miss King. Just as you would mind st- being stared at. Thing being poor, Professor, I trust you don't object to my drinking. Do I know, Professor? Not at all. My go ahead, right ahead. Meanwhile, we can talk. I'm more than interested in what you have to say, Professor Briggs. Miss King, pioneering doesn't pay. I'm a professor, a famous doctor and teacher. But then I decided to pioneer into the field, yet untouched by science. Accepted the challenge of the unknown, but I failed. Glorious intently. But what was the experiment you engaged in, Professor? Professor, you mustn't understand. Men of science, men who should have known, understood, didn't believe it could be done. Well, tell me about it. Perhaps it, I will understand. Dream being poured. Professor, it's generally believed that when a man dies, body make, becomes worthless. That isn't true for scientists. Scientists have already been able to make use of the dead. Lawyer, make use of the dead? How? Well, by using parts of the eyes of the dead. For living blind drinks, the eyes of the dead were provided sight for the thousands of people who were doomed to eternal darkness because they lacked their return retinas. Lawyer, in other words, Died living, living parts. Professor, yes. Laura, is that what your experiment was about? Professor, it was long. It was on those lines. A brain specialist. I bet this is a remarkable step in science. We carried it still further. Do we carry it still further? Professor, yes. As a brain specialist, I quite often had young people or agents who were doomed to die shortly because of their brain disorders. Thinking what a waste it was. Buying their fine, fine young bodies. Gloria, but what good was the body to anyone? Gloria, Professor, what good was those bodies? Surely, my dear Miss King, you could do with a new body. Look at you, ugly and broken. A human wreck. Gloria, yes, I see what you mean. But how could it be done? Professor, according to my theory, your brain would be transferred to another woman. Body, a woman who had died of brain disorder. But it's otherwise still greatly sound. Lawyer, my brain transferred to another woman's body? Professor, yes, I believe, of course. This woman would continue to live. But it would be you. It would be you. It would be your brain that would be master of the body. Lawyer, you mean I would live another woman's body? A young, beautiful body? Professor, yes, that was the theory. The sound of drink being poor, Gloria. Professor Hedling, it's more than a theory, isn't it? You tried it out, haven't you? Professor, it's still unproven theory, Miss King drinks. But the experiment failed. Gloria, hit hard. It failed? Professor, yes. My assistant paid for my failure. His life. It was his brain I tried to transfer to another body. Drink being pop, Gloria. But you still believe in your theory, don't you? Professor, getting sleepy. Yes, I believe in it. But my burning days are over. Drinks, I know the time will come when some brave young scientists, most almost asleep, more fortunate than myself, will prove that I was right. Gloria half allowed to be have a fine, beautiful body. Why I'll give the rest of my life just be young and beautiful for six weeks. Professor What is that Professor, would you? Professor Tracen the Saw. Ah, you're asleep. Well then, you're awakened. 
We'll have a talk, a long talk. All through the long night, the professor slept off his drunken stupor. All through the long night, an idea, or an idea burst through his brain, beat with ever increasing intensity. Sensing it would scarcely wake the professor awakening in the morning. Professor yawning as he wakes. Ah, Blur, good morning, Professor. Professor startled. What? What is it, you? Is it you, Mrs. King? I seem to have fallen asleep on your couch, Gloria. That's quite all right. Do you recall the talk we had last night, Professor? Professor, the talk we had? Only vaguely, I'm afraid. Gloria, you told me about your experiment, and the unfortunate scientist who died. Professor, stunned, I told you about that quickly. I'm afraid I was quite drunk. Miss King, I trust you didn't take that what they said seri- that what they said seriously. Gloria, but I do, Professor, quickly. And there's no need for you to deny what you did told me last night. Professor, very well, Miss King. That I won I won't deny anything. Just let don't just forget what about the entire matter. Gloria, I have no intention of forgetting about it, Professor. Professor, what do you mean? Gloria, you tried to prove your theory once. You failed. Now I want you to try it a second time. Use a means, your subject. Professor, but what about what's what's impossible? I couldn't. Not after watching my assistant die. I've just lost my nerve. I'm through. Gloria, Professor, defensively. The police never found about your found out about your assistant death. Or would you have lost your license? Then sent been sent to prison. Professor, you mean you'll tell him? Gloria, I shall tell him. Only if you refuse to do as I ask. Professor, but if you don't comprehend the risks involved, it's only working as a fail on a theory, with the odds of thousands of one against my, against my succeeding. Gloria, what do I have to lose? Twenty, thirty years of pain and ugliness? I'm more than willing to gamble those whole years. Years for a new body. I'd take this ch- chance even if it were for only six months. Young and beautiful body is over a lifetime. Professor, but there's only way so many obstacles. I need a laboratory such as have never been seen before. With special equipment and other instruments. It would be extremely expensive. Gloria, that doesn't matter. I'm quite wealthy. Professor, I need an assistant. I can't operate alone. Gloria, I can provide you one. one. Professor, but most important of all, the time of the operation, I need a body of a woman who's been dead only a few hours and brain death disorder. Gloria, I promise you, we'll help give her. Professor, anything else you need? Professor, tremendously. It would be difficult, most difficult, with tremendous odds against me. Tempted, of course, it would. Gloria, come, Professor. I want you to take the chance. Why not you? That's all right. I'll do it. Weeks pass. Weeks in which boxes and crates are containing, constantly arriving at the house. Weeks in which workmen came from the nearby town to assist the Professor in his laboratory. By the end of the month, it was complete. The last detail, the professor announced his readiness. It was at this time that Richard, in response to the letter with his course of Gloria, arrived at the house one evening. Richard fled, slight feeling. Gloria, what's going on in here? Gloria, hello, Richard. Sit down, won't you? Richard, Gloria, what are you up to? Why are you furnish this house with a laboratory and operating room? Why, you must have spent thousands of dollars on all that equipment. Lawyer, yes, Richard, I have. Richard, but why, Professor Emily? Wouldn't tell me a thing. Just kept referring me to you. 
Lloyd of Professors of Theory, Richard, which we intend to put into practice. Richard of Theory? Lloyd, yeah, Richard, the professor is going to attempt to transfer my brain to the body of another woman. Richard, what? What are you mad? It's never been done. Lloyd, that's quite true. Richard, but it's always the first time for everything. I must not work. Why, why not now, Richard? Why nothing like it's even ever attempted? It won't work, I tell you. Perhaps, Lloyd, perhaps not. But look at me, Richard. What have I to lose? No matter how great the odds, I'm going through it with it. And you're going to assist the professor in the operation. Richard, what are you saying? I've no part in this madness. Why, if I did, I could have my license taken away from me. Lawyer, you could always have your fine home. A car take away with too, Richard. Richard Payton, personally. What do you mean? Lawyer, I have total notes. I have total notes of yours. I rented $30,000, Richard. If you respect the professor of assistance, those notes will be torn up. If you don't, I'll collect them to the last penny. Richard, I don't see so much choice. Lawyer, no, Richard, you don't. Richard, very well, I serve as a professor's assistant. Very good. You join the professor in the laboratory. He'll give you the details of the entire operation. Richard, might slightly fade. But I still think the whole thing's a madness. Door opening and closing. Gloria bitterly, the fool. He doesn't even really, he's being realistic. I've got mad. Remain the way I am. This operation is only chance out. Door buzzer, Gloria in startle. What? That must be the girl. Yes. Sounds the doorbell. Jane. Slightly off. Miss King? Gloria. Yes, good evening. You must be Jane Arnold. Jane? Yes, that's right. Gloria, I've been expecting you. Come in, won't you? Jane. Thank you. It's a rather dark in here. Door closing. Gloria, forgive me for not having any lights on. Really above my eyes. Jane. Oh, I'm sorry. Gloria, faint fade. Slightly fade. When you sit down, I'll find a chair by you'll find a chair by the desk where you're standing. A chair? Oh yes, here it is, thank you. Glow slightly off. You like you like you may turn on the this lamp. Jane, uh, are you sure it won't bother you? Lawyer No, I was, it won't bother me from this corner of the room. Jane, all right, Miss King, light switch. Jane there, Gloria, please, you're beautiful. Even more beautiful than your picture. Jane, thank you for the joy of, of all the outcomes of occasion to see the, the, the position of my secretary. I like yours the best, Miss Arnold. I recall your mention in your letter. You haven't any relatives. Jane, yes, that's all right. I'm quite free to live here with you. In fact, Miss King, I'm rather anxious to leave the city. Gloria, oh, that's fine. And now as my secretary, your main job would be to write personal letters for me. Do you have a nice time writing, Miss Arnold? Jane, huh? Lloyd, suppose you take a letter, dictate your fine pen and paper on that desk. Jane, oh yes, here it is. I'm ready, Miss King. Lloyd, dear Mr. Professor Henley. Pen and writing following. Lloyd, this letter will serve as agreement between the two of us. For the sum of the money, which has already been paid, then we... Hereby yeah, agree to name myself the experiment you were engaged in. Well, aware of the consequences, silence of my own free will, Jane Arnold. Have you got that all, Miss Arnold? Jane, as she writes, I sign this of my own free will, Jane Arnold. Yes, in a way, I sign it. 
Well, I didn't want me to do it. You didn't want me to, did you, Miss King? Joya, yes, very much. I'd like to see what your signature looks like. Dane, oh, I see, but... Gloria, in full, if that was the matter, Miss Arnold, are you surprised at what you, your new employer looks like? Jane terrified. No, it's just that I am getting angry. Perhaps I'm hideous, but I won't be like that for too long. Soon, be just as beautiful as you are. Jane, oh, I've changed my mind, Miss King. I don't want this position. I want to leave. Gloria, I'm afraid you can't. Miss Arnold, I have no other plans for you. Jane, what do you mean? What have you got? What have you got there? Gloria, just hyperdermic, my dear. A few seconds after you see this, my face will never frighten you again. Jane, no, stay away from me. Don't touch me with that. She screams as she gets the needle. Gloria, there. It's all over now, Miss Arnold. It didn't hurt one. Didn't hurt, did it? Jane in a whisper. What have you done to me? I feel so dizzy. Gloria, why don't you just lie down here? Gloria, don't touch me. I have to get out of here. Oh, uh, she collapses, Gloria. Softly, she's beautiful, beautiful. Door Copeland, Professor, slightly fade. Miss King, there's hear someone screaming here. Gloria, afraid you just imagined you did, Professor. Gloria, fading. Gloria, who's this girl? Why is she unconscious? Gloria, yes, that's right. She's one. Of, she's the one we're going to use in the experiment. Professor, but Miss King, the ghost girl's still alive. You're supposed to supply me with the dead. Well, dead in a few hours from the brain disorder. Gloria, what's the difference, Professor? It's Gillian Gale's hopeless case. Rumor, tumor the brain. She has a few months to live. She agreed to the experiment, provided it took care of her family. Richard, but why is she unconscious? Gloria, naturally, the thought of dying terrified her. So I gave her hypodermic. We both thought, we thought it better that way. Professor, but I was a pro, I was a pro, I can't proceed the experiment operation with this girl with permission. Gloria, oh, that's all been taken care of, Richard Professor. There's a letter that she wrote a few minutes ago. Letter, Professor, oh, yes, it seems satisfactory. Gloria, are you ready to proceed with the experiment operation, Professor? Yes, everything is prepared. Gloria, good. Uh, I place myself on your hands, Professor. I am too prepared for life or for death. A little while later, two figures were on the operating tables. One young and beautiful, the other ugly and deformed. Presently prepared for the operations, Richard placed his mask on, placed the one or two patients, and turned and eventually rested outside. A few minutes later, a nod from Richard, the professor picked up the instrument and began the first operation. The second's dragged into minutes, the minutes into hours. The Richard passed one instrument after another to the Professor, at the same time watching the machine carefully. Time and time again, when it appeared that all was lost, Richard kept a spark of life alive, with drilling oxygen. Hours later, Professor Henley wearily turned from the operation table and slowly removed his gloves. He had done everything that was possible. The rest was up to fate. Professor Willie, what's up, Pulse, Richard? Richard, 58, is young, a little stronger. Professor, it's very encouraging. Richard, don't you think you ought to lie down and rest, Professor? You must be very tired after operating for five hours. Professor, what does that doesn't matter? Well, it does matter. Is Will she survive? 
Richard, if he does, he'll be going down in history, one of the greatest scientists of all time. But I say it's only my work. If only, it's only my work that counts. Think of it, Richard. If I succeed, it will open a vast new field of science. By using bodies of the dead, I'll be able to save many of the living who are doomed to die young. Richard, yes, it Yes, it is tense, Professor. Her pulse has seemed much stronger. Professor, she's gaining consciousness. Richard, then you have succeeded. Professor, amazed to be seen, she may be blind, dumb, even an idiot. We must be prepared for anything, Richard. Old Edge, her pulse is beat. It's almost normal. Professor, she's opening her eyes. Look at me, at me. Miss King, are you hearing me? Jane, weakly. Professor, Richard, her voice is completely changed. Richard, Professor, who forgets. Richard, their voice is now that of Jane Arnold. Richard, yes, of course. Jane, Professor, was the operation a success? Professor, so far it appears to be Miss King. Jane, please let me see a mirror. Professor, a mirror? Yes, of course. Here, I hold it for you. Jane, yes, and it's her face. I speak. Her lips move. I am beautiful, beautiful, not ugly and deformed. Professor, you mustn't talk any more. Miss King, your condition is still very serious. Jane, you want must just just remember, Professor. Gloria King is dead. I am now Jane Arnold. Professor, yes, Gloria King is dead. You must be quiet and rest. You'll be two or three weeks before you recover. Then you will find a new life waiting you. Jane, happily, a new life waiting. A hope, beautiful life. Jane, young and happy. Good morning, Professor. Well, good morning, Richard. Professor, good morning. Richard, how are you, Gloria? Gloria Jane impatiently. Richard, how many times have I told you? A Gloria Green is dead. King is dead. My name is Jane now Jane Arnold. Richard, no, I'm so sorry, you keep forgetting. Jane Professor, it's been a month now since the operation. How much longer must I stay here? I want to leave this house. I'm ready. Begin to live. Professor Papa, happy to say happy to say you completely recovered. You're free to leave whatever you wish. Jane, free to leave whatever the what all the years I spent in this house. Can only believe it. What was that what that mirror it shows me is young, beautiful, last happily. You that what's your plan, Professor? Professor Richard and I are going to remain here and finish our paper on the experiment. It'll be the most startling scientific work of all of the century. Richard, yes, the professor will be famous in the whole world the world over. Jane, this is what paper you're writing will they have names, dates, everything exactly as it occurred. Professor, but actually, it'll be a complete record with you living proof. Jane, but think of the purposes it would create. Why? It would follow us. It, it would follow me whatever I went. Make a spectacle of me. Professor, but you can hide a great discovery like mine from the world. Jane, Richard, I see. I should say not. Jane, Professor, I'm afraid you have to. Professor, why do you, what do you mean? Jane, I'm afraid it may come to, to you as a shock, but Jane Arnold didn't part with his body, well, didn't part his body willingly. Professor, but you show me the letters she's written. Give me the permission to use her body. Jane, I tricked her into writing that letter, Professor. I never saw Jane Arnold before that evening. Richard, what? Professor Steiner, you mean she didn't have a brain disorder? She didn't. She wasn't doomed to die in a few months, Jane. No, Professor. She wasn't, Professor. That means you tricked me into committing murder. 
Jane, come on now, Professor. No one will ever know that I am not Jane Arnold. They should publish your paper on experiment. And of course, you can't do that. For you have published the fact you have committed murder. Vicious is right, Professor. Professor? Very clever, Miss King. Well, perhaps I should say, Miss Arnold. But in spite of your cleverness, I'm going to publish my paper on experiment. Richard, but Professor, what might will that, what will happen to the man will mean that that will what that will mean the chair? Professor, quite true. But at least I'd I known the well knew of my success. There's something worth leaving behind. Jane, it might be for you, Professor, but I wouldn't want to be. Wouldn't don't want to be for me. Professor, I won't. I'm afraid you'll have to have any choice in the matter. Draw open, Richard. Professor, she's got a turn, Jane. Yes, I don't like to do this, but you give me a alternative. Professor, put that gun down, you're mad. Jane, after living with agony deformed for so many years, Professor, I don't intend to live. let you publish a paper that would spoil the life I always dreamed of living. Richard, give me that gun. Shot, Professor groans, back to throb. Richard, not shot, you killed him. Jane, you, yes, Richard, I killed him. Richard, how could you? Gloria, after all he did for you, did for you, so much for you. Jane, angrily, Gloria, Gloria, you don't have even have a sense to remember my name is now Jane Arnold. Coming down, I'm afraid, Richard, that you two are too dangerous to leave alone. Richard, what are you saying? I'm your cousin. Jane, you're world Gloria King's cousin, but you're not a line. Richard, Gloria, how can you talk about that like that? You can't do this to me. No, don't do Don't shoot. I'll do anything you want. Gloria, don't. Of a shot, Richard groans, hits the floor. Jane, too bad, Richard. I had no choice. You're the last link between my past and my future. I couldn't let two of them... I couldn't let the two of you live, not with what the two both knew. Suddenly they they are bred as bodies. I must get rid of them, cover up everything. I burnt the house down. Yes, that's it. I burned the house down. Everything in it, including the ugly and deformed body of Gloria King. Then I'll be free, free to live like Jane Arnold. An hour later, Jane Arnold waited impatiently at the small village station for the arrival of the train to take her to the city. She was hopefully walking up and down the platform. She heard a sound of a fire engine and watched at the entrance. Watched the entrance as it flew past in torrents, as it flew past her and out towards the country. Suddenly she smiled. She knew where the fire engine was going. That it would be too late. A few minutes later, the train to New York arrived, and Jane boarded it quickly. She walked to a seat. And many smiling eyes that were watching her, and suddenly she was increasingly happy. Mile after mile, the train raced down the valley, bringing her closer and closer to the city of new life. As Jane had the conductor affair, she realized the contents of the bag she carried were known to her. One by one, they began to draw objects in the bag. There's a compact, a comb, a handkerchief, a wallet of forty dollars, and a driver's license. Jane Arnold. It one four four West Hundred Street. So that was where Jane Arnold lived. The keys, some of them must have been the key to the apartment. She startled for a moment as the objects in her way. Then smiled, train off. The contents of this bag were Jane Arnold's. And that was on there. 
that she was now Jane Arnold. In a few hours later, she went to the small apartment house, West 106th Street, and went to the apartment 20. Jane, hugging Mike, hugging Mike. So this is it. This key looks faintly worn. Perhaps this is the door key. Door key unlocked. Door unlocked. Jane, now the light the switch, but should be near the door. Yes, here it is. Light switch on, then door closed. Jane, so this is where Jane Arnold lived, or rather where I live. It's rather a dismal place. But the mirrors, at least, are no longer. I need fear them. Morally, oh, it's a bit of it's been worth everything. I've been through, even if I were, even though you're young and beautiful, only six months instead of three years. It's worth it. Door buzzes. Jane startled. Well, who could be that, that be? I must be careful. I know nothing all about her. Door opening. Do you understand? Critics. Oh, Jenny, it's better time. Is it better, better be better? This is better than the Christmas memories. Thought you're never coming back. Aren't you ever going to say you miss me? Jane, you miss it? Dan, what are you staring at me for? You remember me, don't you? Dan, the guy you lived across the street. The guy you're in love with. Wants to marry you. Jane, laughing. Oh, of course, Dan. I just, well, I was surprised. We haven't seen each other since. How long is it now? Dan, exactly a month. Every night I went, I kept looking out of your window, praying there would be light showing. When I saw it tonight, I couldn't believe it. Jane arrived just a few minutes ago. Dan, where were you, Jenny? Why didn't you write? Just because I proposed. Well, you shouldn't have any reason to disappear for a month. What will you do to it? Why do? Why did you do it? Jane, please, Dan, just let that not discuss it now. Dan, all right, dear. I promise I won't propose again. I didn't want you disappearing for another month. Jane, how happy I won't. Dan laughing. Why do you keep looking at me like that? As though you've never seen me before. Jane. Do I? Do I? It's just, it's just that I'm happy to see you. Dan, old Jenny. It's wonderful to have you back. What do you say we go out and celebrate? Jane. Oh, Dan, I'd love to. Door buzzes, Dan. Slightly off. Hello, darling. Jane. Hello, Dan. Come in. Door closing. Jane, I had a wonderful time last night. I was never happier. Dan, well, there's no reason that we can't have a beautiful time tonight, every night. You know, you know, somehow this is about vacation. You took me, took me to change, make a change you. Jane, did it make, did it for the better, I hope. Dan, yes, it was for the better. Now I'm sort of glad you took the vacation. Jane, why, Dan? Dan, well, you know how moody you upset you were. Those first few days uh, you went away. Jane, was I? Dan, you certainly were. And when I proposed to you, you just burst into tears. You were wrong, Jane. Can I tell you what was wrong, Jane? Can't you tell me about it now? Jane, wrong. I don't know. Dan, I know. I'd rather not talk about it at all. It's in the past now. Dan, it's all about Jane. Jane, yes. Then, then it was. Uh, if I were to ask to marry me again, you wouldn't run away, would you? 
Jane, you the only way I run would be towards you. Then then, Janie, will you marry? Jane is nothing in this world I'd rather do. Dan old Janie. A kiss, Dan. We're going to be very happy together, Jane. Yes, I know we're ha- we are. Happier than I ever dreamed possible. And Jane or Gloria was happy, deliriously happy. For the next few days then Dan met Ministry and told me Jane was back in town again. For that evening I dropped in on her, her apartment. Door buzzer, sound of door opening. Dan, hello Dr. Smith, how are you? Come in. M.T. Hello, Ben, Dan. Dan, look, look, Jenny, it's Dr. Smith. I've met him this morning. He told me you were back. He told him you're back. He kept asking for you all the time you away. M.T. Hello, Jane. Who are, how are you? Jane, I'm fine, Doctor. How are you? M.T. Well, I'm quite worried about you when you disappeared. Dan, you didn't worry anymore, Doc. You're back to say we're going to be married. M.T. Sort of what? Is it, well, is it true, Janie? Jane, yes. Dan, what's the matter, Doc? You look awfully upset. Don't you approve? M.T. Why? Yes, of course. Congratulations, Dan. Thanks, Doc. I see you've been such a worthwhile friend, Jenny. I mean, well, I'd like you to be the, your best man. M.T. Perplexed. I should be happy too. Very happy too, Dan. Would you mind very much if I were to talk to Jane alone? Dan, of course not. Doc, I've got to be running along anyway. I'll be back in an hour, darling. I'll take in the movie together. Jane, all right, Tom. Dan. Sound of kiss, Dan, slightly fade. See you later, Dan, Doc. Empty, of course, Dan. Door opening, closing. Empty, Jane, I'm very much upset. I heard you had disappeared. Jane, I was all right, I was all right Doctor. I just felt like I needed vocation. Empty, yes, of course. Things being the way they are, I can understand your desire to get away for a while. Vex, but what I can't understand is agreeing to marry Dan. Gentlemen, am I agreeing to marry Dan? MT, yes, you would. You, have you told him? Jane, have I have I told him? MT, from the tone in your voice, obviously you haven't. Jane, once you had the marriage to tell him, refuse to marry him. Why have you changed your mind? Jane, well, I love him. MT, well, I know you love him. That, that you always have. But you can't do this to him. You can't marry him. Things can't be the way they are. Jane, things being the way they are. MT, of course you know it wouldn't be fair to him. Jane, why not? Puzzle. MT, puzzled. Why not? But Jane, we discussed this thoroughly two days before you went away. You can't, you can't be so unfair on him. To him, Jane, what did you say? MT, I said you can't be so unfair to Dan. Jane, so suddenly scared. What do you mean, Doc? Sir. MT, Jane, you've. What's wrong with you? You know that specialist about your heart. X-ray show. Jane, about what about my heart? Empty, yes, Janie. You're so pale. What's wrong? You know over a month now that you only had six months to live. Why are you so shocked? Jane and whisper. Only six months to live? But that's why she turned him down. Turned him to get get a job away from the city. She knew she only had six months to live. Empty, Jane, who are you talking about? Don't stand. Are you feeling well? Jane begins to laugh hysterically blind. I am perfectly well, Doctor. Why shouldn't I be? 
When I was ugly and deformed, I said I'd be satisfied if I could only live heartbreakfully for six weeks. I'm getting the six months. Uh, uh, for six months, I'm getting six months. What would? What more could I ask for? Six months, six months. This is a mysterious danger again. Have you enjoyed your little trip? You must say it's impossible to transfer a brain from one body to another. That's what I thought when Jane Arnold, or should I say Gloria, King told me a strange story. Well, when she but then she died six months later, I found her obstinacy. I'm pretty convinced that, well, you know, I long had a secret desire to tempt Professor Henley's experiment myself. Perhaps you would not mark it for another body. Oh, you're getting off the next stop. I say, perhaps you'll join me soon again. I'll take the same train every week at the same time.